Hey, listen, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Antisocial Podcast. I understand you're probably wondering whose voice this is. So, hello, my name's JB, and I love to write big, heavy riffs with big power metal choruses, and I call it Fierce Deity, which, after you're done here, I invite you to check out, which you can do by finding me all over social media at Fierce Deity Band, or simply head to FierceDeityBand.com. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hey, it's your mate Andy here with his little old podcast, The Andy Social Podcast. Now, before we kick into this episode, there are a few people I've got to thank. Top tier legends over at Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. Now, support starts from only a buck a month, dirt cheap. There are uh, $1 tier, $5 tier, and there are also $10 and $20 tiers. Now, these people are the heavy hitters. These are the $10 and $20 tier supporters. They are the heavy hitters, the heavy lifters. They are the people that are just carrying the weight of the Andy Social Podcast. These people, are including... Everybody on Patreon are the reason why Indie Social exists in 2021. It's the reason why there's two episodes a week and a, an amazing community. And these people in particular, I have to thank. So thank you very much to Andrew from Perth, Mick G from Sydney, Ash from Daniloquin, Den from Dapto, Rod from Rayleigh in North Carolina, Patrick from Canberra, Liam from Brisbane, Chris from Sydney, Brendo from Leeton, Tim from Canberra, James from Brisbane, Christian from Canberra, and Steve from the Gold Coast. Thank you so much, folks. A massive, massive help. Please go over to patreon.com slash Dan if you want to check it all out. There's an exclusive Patreon podcast episode that comes out every Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. There's a free USB pass that gets sent out in the mail with the first 100 episodes of the podcast, depending on the tier that you sign up on. And uh, maybe by the time this episode comes out, I may have uh, a free T-shirt tier. Um, I've got a few new T-shirt designs coming. You guys may have seen Team Acronoplan last year, uh, which went over really, really well. I've got uh, some new T-shirts coming very, very soon, or if not by now. So go to patreon.com slash Dowling. Check it all out. Thank you very much. Go, folks, the Andy Social Podcast. And uh, this is episode 268. Wow, 268. So there you go. Now, this guest, me mate, a return guest, somebody who hasn't been on for a very long time, is Tim Price. Tim was on episode 94 of the podcast, so a long, long time ago, many years ago, and he's back. Uh, back to talk about what has been going on uh, since we last uh, last caught up on the podcast. Uh, Tim is best known. Um, in the PR world with Collision Course PR. He's also uh, the mastermind behind The Faction, which is a uh, 24-hour, seven-day-a-week online heavy music app and online radio station, podcast, uh, an amazing platform that when we last spoke on episode 94, he was just getting ready to launch. And uh, so this episode's fantastic to learn about how it's been going and uh, where the future lies for The Faction. Uh, We talk about uh, Tim's health kick and some of the motivation and uh, just everything, the ups and downs of the past several years. It's a fantastic chat. Tim's a legend a huge, huge contributor to heavy music in Australia. And I think many of you who are involved in the music industry, are a musician in a band, or even just a music fan, more than likely will know Tim one way or, or another. So enough crapping on from me. Please enjoy this great chat with Tim Price. Are you getting a bit addicted to this uh, gym life? I am, man. I am. It's, it's, uh, it's an odd one. It's like I... I was just looking. I just went back through your uh, the podcast uh, list to find out when exactly uh, 
my uh, podcast was published originally, mm. and I saw it's August 31, 2017. Now, we would have done that just probably a week or a month or so before that. So, uh, August 31, we might have done uh, purposely, because that's about the time when I launched the faction. Yeah, that's right. Um, but... Uh, like the gym wasn't a part of my life at that time, so it's it. I think it's a it's an interesting, and and I, I joined up just shortly after that, so it's an interesting jump from there to now. I think. Shit. I mean, uh, obviously, I've been going through my list of all the people I've had on the potty over the past however many years, and yeah. you you're one of those people on the list because it was so great doing the first one and had a great time, and I thought I'll oh, definitely got to circle back around and. And see what's happening in your life, but I think one of the things straight away I thought oh, I've got to, I've got to cheat your ear off about all of this uh, this fitness stuff and just how <laughs> at least from from my perspective just it just looks like you've just turned everything upside down and just have just changed your life and it just looks yeah. like it's such a massive feat to to do what you've done. Uh yeah, man, and like going from like the big dude that I was like. There's a lot of points along the way I could have given up. It was, it's been hard, man. <laughs> have you tried to do it in the past? Is this, or is this sort of like a, sort of a, just a last? I, I have, um, I've burned two, uh, you know, like good life gym, you know, how they get you to sign up for two for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've burned two of those, man. I've been, I went like two or three times and then just paid for the rest of the two years and didn't go. <laughs> So four years worth of gym memberships I didn't use, man. Well, um, I guess I guess it's been an investment now. Uh, you can it has, you yeah. can add it to the to the grand total. Wow, yeah, man! What, what what was the what was the difference this time? Because I think you know I'm I'm one of those guys. I I went and did a one of the uh, Anytime Fitness memberships for a while there, yeah. and I was I was uh, you know gung ho ready to go and was quite disciplined and I even sort of dabbled with uh, the possibility of, you know, listening to one of those PTs that would walk around and harass you to try and get some extra dollars out of your pocket. Yeah. And, um, you know, all the best intentions and the best habits you're trying to make, but, you know, very similar to what you just said, it just sort of fizzles out and then you just see this money coming out of your account each month yeah. and you go, oh, shit. So what was, what was yeah. the difference? Well, I mean, interestingly, I mean, it wasn't one of the PTs that like walk around at, at those gyms, uh, but I did my, – my secret weapon here is that, like, I had a mate who was running PT out of – just out of his, like, home gym, mm. um, and he's a muso as well. And so he really understood the 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 lifestyle that – uh, he's a muso and, you know, he's managed bands and all that sort of stuff, and, and uh, he, he teaches drums and all of that sort of stuff. So his name's Scotty Wade. Uh, he's played in a bunch of bands in Brisbane over the years, and he kind of understands the lifestyle that comes along with being in the music industry. And you know, oh, definitely before COVID, but you know, like that whole thing of like, you know, you're expected to go out to gigs, and you're expected to network, and you're expected to, you know, have a beer with some people, and you know, all of that sort of stuff, um, and understanding that late nights are a part of it and that sometimes eating poorly is part of it and, you know, beers and, and, and other recreational stuff is part of it. And, you know, so, the, you know, he was able to – and look, at the time, 
And, and not only that, I, I'll, I'll also preface this was six months before I actually joined up with him, he had asked me because he had started to see in photos and in my attitude and stuff like that on, on Facebook and all that sort of stuff, he could, he could actually uh, start to see like I was getting to be a much larger dude uh, and he could see that my attitude and also that I had had a few health issues. I had gallstones mm. uh, and, you know, genuinely having a hard time of it. And he hit me up and he's like, look, man, this is what I do. Um, you know, I train people just like yourself. I've got a lot of musos and other people you probably know uh, in my PT crew. Um, you know, would you like to come along? And I gave him every excuse under the sun, man. I go, <laughs> oh, sorry, brother. No, I just don't know where I'd fit the time in. You know, I've, you know, I run my own business, man. I'm, you know, uh, yeah, I just don't know when I'd fit it in, brother. Thanks for the offer, though. And, man, I really had to come to it myself. Like, I really had to hit a point where I went, oh, my God. I am – and I had to realize that I had been really, like, fooling myself about how happy I was with the way I looked and my ability to – you know, like, at the time, I was living in an apartment and I had something like 52 steps up to my third-floor apartment – and like I was puffed, man, at yeah. the top of those steps. And, you know, I really started to have a few, you know, conversations with myself in my mind about like, dude, you got to pull it together. And I, yeah, it came to like at the time I was married and it, we came to a bit of a disagreement at the time, my, my ex-wife and I, and, and um uh, you know, she kind of left me to think about what I had said and I went, right, well, I got to do something about this. Yeah. And I rang up Scotty and I just went, right, dude, I got to, I got to do something about this. What have I got to do to, to get in? And he's like, right, come in tomorrow. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't stopped since. Just going back to when Scotty approached you that first time and just sort of mm -hmm. like, you know, raised the subject with you. I mean, Straight away, I'm thinking, man, like, what guts does he have to come up to, you know, I mean, maybe you guys got a really good relationship anyway, but I would always be worried about how do you, how do you bring this subject to, to air yeah. and, and sort of talk about it? Because, you know, I'm having a guess here, but maybe, maybe you're a bit self-conscious about yourself and maybe you, you're in a bit of denial about, you know, your, your health and your lifestyle yeah. and things like that. So what did that look like? I mean, how did he approach it and how did you, did you react adversely to it at all or were you sort of already open to, to the conversation happening? No, I was definitely in that denial phase, man. Mm. Um, I, uh, I didn't take it effect. The, the, he had a window to approach me in that um, I had just had gallstone surgery. I just mm. had my gallbladder removed and – he, you know, like he was very much of the mind where you know if I had been healthier, I wouldn't have needed that surgery. It would have corrected itself. Yeah. Um, but uh, which I, I, you know, I'm not a medical professional. I don't know that that's neither here nor there. But um, that was his window to approach me. Was your health seems to be on the decline? What you know? Would you like to do something about it rather than hey? You're getting really, really big, you fat bastard. <laughs> Why don't you come on in? Um, so, like, yeah, there was definitely a, um, you know, he was tactful about it. Yeah. Um, 
but but the other thing was as well was I was strongly in denial um, about that my size had increased because I I honestly like looking back I had been starting to do a thing where I was blaming <laughs> my clothes shrinking <laughs> rather than me getting bigger. I honestly uh, was starting to have to buy three and four XL mm. T-shirts and saying, oh, man, I've got to stop buying this poor quality band merch. They all <laughs> shrink in the wash. And, and you know, it, it really, uh, you know, I really started to believe that mm. in my head that I honestly believed I was the same size that I was five, ten years prior when I was in a large size T-shirt. Yeah. Well. And, yeah, and so I really needed and, – and, you know, I'd done that whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, the scales don't mean anything and I'd throw the scales out because I was just scared of the result. When uh, when he reached out to you and you sort of just, you know, politely declined and said, look, all yeah. good, blah, 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 did he did he push it at all or did he sort of just take a bit of a step back and just give you your space to sort of work through whatever you need to work through? He didn't he didn't push at the time, but having now like you know, trained with him now for three three and a half years or so, um we've obviously chatted about it since and he said like I knew I knew you would come back to me when the time when, when you saw that you would need it. Mm. So he said, I didn't push it, but I knew there'd be a moment where you'd, you'd come back over the line because you needed to, you know, there was a, there was a moment, you know, so, and I really did need that where I needed to come to it myself mm. or else I would never have, I would never have willingly kept it up. I think it's massive just that somebody's reached out and just given you an opportunity to even think about it and that there's, there's kind of an invitation there. I think that's one thing that probably stops a lot of people is that there's nobody out there that's sort of just saying, hey, like, it's up to you, no mm. rush, but just to let you know that if you ever think about this, you know, it's a possibility. You know, you, you could you could do this and, and I'm, I'm here to help you and I can, I can help you. Uh, achieve whatever whatever the whatever the topic of the conversation is. Yeah, and I, and I don't think a lot of people do that. I don't think people proactively reach out to their mates or or to other people around them and and just plant the seeds to say, look, you might you might sort of know in theory that these things are, are a possibility, but I'm just letting you know that that I'm I'm actually here and and I'm and I'm I'm available to su- support you in whatever way is necessary. And uh, when when the time's right, then uh, you know ready to, ready to go and. It's sort of just like it just enables you to sort of actually think a little bit differently instead of just saying, well, I've got to wait for myself to be motivated enough where I will make that decision, which the likelihood of that happening for any of us is yeah. pretty fucking slim. Yeah, it would have been a f- much, much longer journey to that decision, I think. Um, and the, th- the thing to know about Scotty as well, um, and this is probably going to start sounding like it's a bit of an advertorial for him, but <laughs> the, um, the good thing was is that he... he you know, we did know each other prior to that. We were friends. Um, like I, Scotty used to play in a band that I used to book and come play in Rockhampton. Uh, so that's, you know, right back in 2006, 2007 yeah. uh, days. And, you know, so we'd known each other for, you know, uh, 
10 years at that point. Um, and so, you know, he probably did have a little bit more leeway to be able to say those things to me. But the, the, the thing is about it is that he genuinely cared. His, he was genuinely worried about my health. Uh, and, and he could see that he knew me and understood my mindset and would be able to work with me probably, probably better than just like a, a PT in general. So, mm. you know, if, if I had have gone to good life and then like you say, one of those guys that walks around trying to make, you know, his commission by signing a few more up that. I mean, unless by sheer chance me and that person, guy or girl, had have got along like a house on fire, you know, I, I doubt I would have kept that up. It yeah. wouldn't have, you know, he knows the kind of things that, you know, he, in in a workout, you know, he will, he will, you know, he'll quote movies at me, things that he knows that I love or, yeah. you know, he, you know, like early days, you know, when I would really struggle, you know, I'd, you know, go down to do a burpee and, you know, and then, you know, I'd get stuck down on the ground and be like, and, you know, be like, oh God, I can't get up. You know, he'd, you know, he'd, uh, you know, he'd quote Terminator 2 at me and be like, on your feet, soldier. And be like, <laughs> oh shit. Like, and then I'll be up on my feet again, you know, like, be like, oh man, he Terminator 2 me. Holy fuck. And like, I'd, you know, I'd be up and I'd, I'd, it'd give me, you know, that extra that I needed to go. So, you know, there's, there's those sorts of things. I, I, you know, I'm lucky that I've got someone there who knows me well enough to motivate me in a way that works for me, you know? It's pretty amazing. It's such a powerful thing and, uh, and I, I just don't think people connect the dots too often and, um, and, I, and I just don't think a lot of people have mates or friends or people that are, that are close to them that, uh, that are able to sort of you know, lend a hand to that, to that extreme and I think just... You know, that's the secret source, isn't it? It's it's the it's the accountability partner. It's somebody who's in yeah. in your in your corner, ready to back you up and and keep pushing you when you when you're doubting doubting yourself. And someone's saying, "Well, I know you can do it." Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it, I, I feel pretty good about it as well because, like, you know, he's a small business. I own a small business. Like, it kind of feels like a real trade of you know, like giving back a little bit, you know, and, and, and making, you know, he's a, he's a local business. He's, a, he's not a, he's not running, you know, a franchised, you know, gym or anything like that. This is a guy that, you know, he hires a, a warehouse space that he's converted and, you know, is, is, uh, you know, running on the steam of, you know, the, the amount of, you know, he's only got, there's only about eight or nine of us at his gym, you know, so it, you know, keeping keeping that pumping you know keeps a, r a roof over his head and feeds his child and you know that that feels good for me too you know to be able to give that to him as well as like I'm obviously reaping the benefits yeah definitely and did did you find that sort of when you started in those first few sessions and I no doubt it would have been a, a shock to the system uh, yeah from then <laughs> from then versus now i mean how have you sort of mentally interpreted walking into this space where potentially when you started it was there was a bit of uh, resistance and and all the yeah. physical sort of problems that you would have had to overcome to just get into to build some habits i mean what how do you look at it now versus when you started man so the big thing was i mean i really didn't know what to expect whatsoever going in that first couple of times and and honestly there was still like 
a block in my mind that I, you know, I wasn't that bad, you know, like I wasn't that big and my fitness isn't that bad. I'll be fine. And, you know, we, he sent us for like a 400 meter run and like, Oh, oh my God. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. You know, I'd get, I got, you know, 150 in, you know, first hundred, I'm like, yeah, pff, fine. <laughs> and then, you know, 150, I'm like, I'm like out of gas already. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> and the, the really big thing that kept me going there. Um, and obviously I knew cardio was something I'd have to improve on, but the big thing that kept me going was, um, discovering that I like the weightlifting side of things was something that I was really good at almost immediately. And, uh, cause like I've always been a bigger sort of lad, even from, for about age eight onwards, I was like, I started, putting a bit of beef on mm. at that point. And, you know, by the time I was like 12, 13 and starting to hit puberty and that sort of stuff, like I've always just had like really big like legs, like tree trunks, you know. And my my dad tried to sign me up to weightlifting at that point. Um, in Rockhampton at that time, there was some ex-Olympic um, trainer that moved to Rockhampton at that point. And one of, one of his mates at work had just signed his boy up to go and train with this guy. And dad was like, right, I've got an in with this guy. I want to sign you up. I think you'd be really good at it. And like, you know, doing Olympic, you know, lifting. And, uh, and I thought he just meant, you know, just, you know, doing some of the weights, weight machines at the gym. I thought that's what he meant. Mm. Just do some training and whatever. And then when he told me it was like, you know, clean and jerk and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. I was like, nah, fuck off, dad. I don't want anything to do with that, you know, rah, rah, rah. And, you know, just being 13 and, you know, hitting adolescence, you don't want to do what your dad says, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, once I started, like, at this gym doing and doing weightlifting with Scotty and everything, I literally, I, I walked out of a session one night, I rang my dad. And I apologized for 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, I'm so sorry. You were absolutely right. I am good at this. This is sick. I should have started then. I'd probably be an Olympian right by now. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, I mean, it's an extra level of motivation, isn't it? I mean, you found yeah. something that's, uh, that's appealing to you. It's not just a case of... I'm going there because I want to just get better, you know, physically, mentally, etc. It's it's a case of I've actually found something interesting that I'm getting something out of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's just not something that I ever envisioned for myself, man. And then once I started doing it, I was just like, dude, this is the yeah. And so that just, you know, as the hardest cardio session that we have at the gym, you know even though it hurts so bad, like I will go because half the session will be weights. So yeah, I'll right. be like, you know what? I'll get to do that and then I'll just hurt really bad later. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it's, you know, that's the thing that motivates me is like going along and, and, you know, just pushing just a little bit more with the weights and all that sort of stuff. Is it, I mean, obviously when, as you said, when you started it, you could, there was a bit of a natural ability there just, you know, already existing. So that sort of helped you. <laughs> Um, did you, is that something that you, you saw Im immediate Im improvements with the weightlifting side of things? Was that something that you could see? Cause I know with a lot of things with health and fitness, 
it takes time, and I think that's where a lot of people yeah. give up very quickly because they're yeah. not they're waiting for results and they want to see results. Could you see with and I, I know nothing about weightlifting by the way, so you you can school <laughs> me, but I assume that's very metric based as well. So you're really tracking sort of your progress, um, you know, yes. from a metric perspective. And yep, would would you see? results were that were a little bit more clear cut rather than sort of the cardio then jumping on the scales and sort of measuring yourself yeah. and all that sort of stuff the, the really good thing about having the small class stuff that uh we do with scotty is that scotty basically gives us like one-on-one training with learning the lifts and doing all of that sort of stuff and making sure we're doing it right making sure we're doing it safely like you know, the second anyone starts to get any sort of ego or try to, you know, just load the bar way too heavy or do anything, you know, way out of the what he's he's asked us to do, he will pull us up. Or, you know, if we're doing something unsafely, you know, he will pull us up. And so I got a really good grounding in how to do these lifts properly right from the start. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, some, sometimes – um, and especially, and you know, I, I don't want to talk down on CrossFit or anything like that because essentially what we do is a lot of CrossFit stuff just without the label. But it's, it's sometimes in those CrossFit gyms, you've got 30 people in a class and you can't have eyes on everyone making sure you do it right. So, you know, sometimes bad form stuff creeps in. Mm. So, you know, to, to be able to do this stuff safely and like I progressed pretty quickly because the way that Scotty was teaching us was the right way. It was safe. You know, um, I pretty quickly went and bought um, uh, weightlifting shoes, uh, like the proper equipment. I went and got myself a weight belt, wrist wraps, knee sleeves, all the stuff to do it really safely. So, And what I found was once I started getting those pieces of equipment, once I'd learned how to do the moves, uh, the movements without – hurting myself, I, I made progression really quickly. And all of a sudden, you know, once you introduce like the weight belt, all of a sudden, you know, the heaviest lift that you've done before, you know, all of a sudden you're 10, 15 kilos heavier and and, and it's, you know, and you're doing it just fine, no worries. Mm. And, you know, because you've learned how to do it properly, breathe into the belt and, and you know, really, uh, you know, learn how to brace and, and, you know, the belt helps to keep your spine straight and all of that sort of stuff. Like, so I made progress really quickly with the right equipment and the right instruction and, and you know, moving slow, ever slowly, just moving that. And obviously, because you've got no data, you know, from beforehand, you, all your first, you know, bunch of, you know, PBs or personal bests that you do, that you're making like seismic shifts in, in and, and big leaps in, in the numbers because you know you haven't got any previous data mm. and then all of a sudden your pbs are going you know once you once you've hit you know start getting up towards the the higher end of what you can do you know your progressions is in one and two kilos rather than tens and fifteens you know it's pretty fascinating i mean as i said i, I know nothing about it and and i i've seen more and more people that i know take it up and are becoming mm. obsessed with it and so the really fucking stupid question for you is, apart from just being able to lift really heavy shit, mm-hmm. and no doubt it's sort of, you know, you're improving uh, your muscles and things like that. I mean, what what benefits are there or what benefits have you seen personally just by sort of going through just weightlifting alone, let alone, you know, the rest of it? Mm. 
Man, just things like um, because I've, I've worked a pretty sedentary job, man. Like work, sitting at my desk all day doing PR and, and programming the faction and all of that sort of stuff. So probably eight hours of the day, man. I'm just seated mm. at a desk. One of the first things that I started catching myself doing was I was sitting in my computer chair at work and all of a sudden my back was really straight and it was off the back of the chair. And I'd been sitting there for ages without realizing that I was sitting straighter. My back was like straight as an arrow. I was more constant. Like I was concentrating more on my work. I was like, I was able to focus for longer, like all of these sorts of things that I just started realizing were creeping into my work day, my lifestyle and all that sort of stuff. I had more energy. Like you would think that, you know, you know, my attitude towards this was like, oh my God, why would you get up on the weekend and go, you know, like I used to see people out for a run on a Saturday morning (laughs) and I'd be like, oh man, why would you, why would you waste a good (laughs) Saturday morning when you could be in bed? Like what a ridiculous But then, like, you know, I would, you know, once I started going, like, I have a 7.30 Saturday morning class. I go along to that. I go and have breakfast. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I got the whole whole day ahead of me now. Sick. And, like, you know, I'd be out doing stuff all day. I've just got more energy as a result. I always thought to myself, you'd just be dead in bed after doing that. You just, you know. And so that was a big big head-scratcher for me. Like, all of a sudden – you know, having more energy, like just out of, like losing weight, obviously, um, you know, things like uh, visceral fat around my organs and all of that sort of stuff, that's starting to go away. You know, I'm at less risk of like heart disease. I'm at less risk of diabetes. Like I have no doubt in my mind if I had have kept going and living the lifestyle I was living prior to uh, joining the gym, I, I would absolutely be a diabetes risk. Like I was pushing 130 kilos, you know, I'm not a, not a tall dude. So I was really, and you know, things like my, my knees were really starting to like give me grief as well, you know, so none of those things are an issue now for me. And so, you know, all of that stuff is, you know, that's not stuff that I ever thought to myself like, well, that, that'll take care of that. It was just, I went, oh my God, that these are things that I've just done without actively thinking about them. When it, I mean, obviously, there's all these physical benefits, which which are huge. And, I mean, no doubt you've probably added a few extra years on your life as a, as a result yeah. of it. But, I mean, it might be only sort of now or in more recent times where you've been able to sort of reflect a bit and you've seen, you know, the changes that you've gone through. But, I mean, mentally, can you yeah. – I mean – versus where you were to where you are now i mean how how how's it benefited you mentally with with this whole thing because obviously you know the physical aspects are, are pretty pretty obvious yep but um you know what are, what are the benefits mentally with it all man like i've absolutely seen so if you look at you know the businesses that i run um you know the last three years roughly the years that i've been going to the gym have been you know, seismic leaps in 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 terms of cash projects. You know, managing. I've got an employee now that I've had for nearly two years. Mm. You know, so managing that person. You know, putting out releases. Um, you know, being able to just 
you know, focus on more things at once, be able to, you know, keep an eye on, uh, you know, all of the, the elements of my, of my business as well as my life, you know, like be able to manage all of those things, just that little bit better. You know, when, when things came, you know, like I left my wife at the start of 2020, um, you know, and that was a, a really big thing mentally and emotionally. Mm. Um, and, you know, to be able to manage that and, you know, I, I, kept my business running. I kept going to the gym, you know, where I could during COVID. I kept exercising from, you know, I was doing home workouts and, uh, and, and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, there's to be able to keep, like keep focused and be able to, you know, manage all of those moving parts of a business. I've got an employee. I've just left my wife. COVID's just kicked in. I've got to make sure I keep my health up. I've got to eat properly. I've got to, you know, you know, you know, going into COVID lockdown, I'm a really social um, human being. So, you know, and then, you know, I've just left my wife. So I'm sitting in a house alone, mm. you know, for a long period of time, just trying to make sure I'm working and working out. You know, there was, it, it, it really, you know, it, it, I had to be mentally strong and, and that's, and, and on the mental side of things, man, like just going back to workouts, like I was only saying to my parents at Christmas time that I really feel like only now after three and a bit years worth of going to the gym and going through workouts and all that sort of stuff that I've been able to quieten the negative voice in my head. Mm. That tells me I can't do, and I've, I won't say I've silenced it entirely because they def, it definitely speaks up every now and again. But man, I used to honestly, uh, in, in workouts, there was a voice in my head very loudly saying, You can't do this. Yeah. Why, why, what's going on? Why would you even bother? Why are you doing this? This hurts. You can't, you can't, you know, and like it would just, it would, and it would beat me. I would, I'd be on the ground, you know, you know, just sweating in a pool of, you know, and, and of hurt and, uh, and, and just, you know, with everyone yelling at me to get up, get up, get up, get up. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, I rarely I would give up, but most of the time I'd be able to get back up. But, you know, only more recently, I've quietened that right down. So it, it really, it feels good to be able to realize that, that I have actually, you know, dominated that voice down to a, a very quiet, you know, like, oh man, this is tough. Why, why are we doing this? And then it'd be like, you know why? And just keep moving on, you know? Like it, it's, yeah, it's taken a lot of time to be able to mentally be able to, quieten that voice down i love i love that stuff i mean i just you know I, I i go on these little health kicks and you know i'll get out and sort of run around the area or do it well i won't run actually i'm i'm, I'm over exaggerating uh, what i actually do I, I it might be a a plod of a jog around around the area where i live and mm. but when i'm when i'm relatively disciplined in those things that i commit to mentally for me like that negative self-talk is just it 
exactly what you said. It just quietens down. And I found, yeah. I found myself so like, um, optimistic for everything. I'm like, I'm, I'm productive. I'm, I'm yes. seeing opportunities, things I didn't see before, but then when I fall off the rails and I'm, and I, I miss a few days and then, you know, I might have a big weekend. I'm on the piss or whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm starting to, I think it's just a bit, a lot of self-work over the years where I'm just a little bit more self-aware of myself and how I react to things. And I can just see night and day with how I view the world, like my, yep. how I react to things, like even just looking at my phone and seeing what other people do, like, you know, years ago, be jealousy or be envious of other people. And now I'm looking at people and, and wanting to praise them and, and be excited for clear. them. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, and that's, and that's on a very small scale for me because I don't really yep. exert myself a hell of a lot. But so for, for you to explain that it's, 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 it's reassuring because it's sort of, it just validates the things that are in my head and, and just to think, well, who knows where your mind could be and what you could achieve if you, if you continue to push yourself in a, in a more uh, positive direction to, to improve, improve your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, look, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm very much of the mind whereby it's like, you know, you, you know, you can be positive and happy at, at any weight um i'm you know i'm certainly about body positivity uh but i i definitely for me this has been the most positive move that i could have made mm. you know i think there's there's a lot of um you know there's probably a lot of negative um you know connotations with you know uh you know i don't know if you've seen um and it's certainly not a muso that's like necessarily in our circles but i don't know if you see the the kind of uh, the hate that like someone like Lizzo gets yeah. online, yep. you know, and it's just like she'll just go out and do a she'll. Uh, I remember watching a, a, a Instagram reel of her and she does like a workout on her balcony and she's just like, "See, motherfuckers, I'm healthy, I'm fit, I'm you know, I'm happy. Shut the fuck up, you know, like <laughs> I'm healthy at this size. Fuck you, you know, like, and you know, I think you know that's that's so positive to be able to show people and it's like. You know, you got to be body positive at any size. You know, and you know, and, but do the thing that it's gonna be the that's gonna bring the most into your life. You know, like there's a, you know, there's a there's there's a line at which you know, unhealthiness probably will um, push people over the line to take some form of action. Um, but if you're happy and you've got and you've got uh, you know no health issues, you know, do do whatever you need to do. Especially, I mean, even. In for people that are in those situations where if they're, if they're in a more positive mindset, then I think it's like what we're just speaking about. You've got more focus and you're more open to mm. ideas and alternatives mm -hmm. as well. And, and, you know, you might find your own path and whether, whether that actually results in doing something to, to change your lifestyle or not, or whether you're just happy and, you, and you're healthy enough, um, you know, where you currently are in your life. I mean, it's completely up to that person, but um, I think, mm. I mean, I've, I've, I uh, I don't know a lot about it, and it's, it's a tough it's a tough one to really comment on. But I mean, you know, I I grew up where you grew up. I grew up in Rocky, mm -hmm. and and I was a I was a tubby little kid, and yep. I mean, I a lot Same. of my lack of uh, you know self confidence that I still deal with to this day comes from you know my primary school years and going into high school yep. and just all the all the the mean shit that kids throw at you because it's just a not, it's an easy target, it's an obvious target, and so for me, yep. I sort of think well. 
what came out of that? I mean, for me, some, for some people, you'll get the, the exception where some people are motivated by ridicule and discomfort and fear and things like that. And they'll, they'll, they'll turn into a diamond, you know, and uh, out of, out of pure force. But for most people, most of the time that's going to, it's not, it's going to result in someone hiding away and just, that's and, it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just too much. And, Yep. And so for me, I sort of look at, I look at people and, you know, I mean, I don't know people's lives. So it's, it's, you know, I always have to check myself to make sure I don't judge people when I don't know them and I don't know what their lifestyle is. And, and, and mm. fucking, I certainly don't know what their health is. And <laughs> I just have to remember that, um, you know, everybody has their place. And as long as people are positive and, and happy, then, you know, they'll, they'll find their own way and, or they'll be yeah. happy with, with, with whatever they're doing because, uh, the other way is just not worth it, you know. It's just it, there's yeah. nothing positive that comes out of it at all. I mean, it's very rare no, that something right. comes out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So um, <laughs> it's yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really motivated by it, and I think I think it's also the time of year as well. It's that typical sort of January roll around where you got a new year, new year, new me, and yeah, you, know, you start to <laughs> you start to commit to the to the new goals of the year, and and yeah. um. Yeah, I've, I've been looking forward to having a chat with you because I just think, um, for me, I'm always looking to tweak whatever I do. And I think one thing that I've noticed, and I don't know, I, it sounds like it's probably not so much the case for you because I think you've really sort of dived into it and having Scotty there and, and these other people around you, it sort of helps you sort of jump mm. into the deep end, so to speak. But I think for me, like, uh, habit creation is such a massive thing and just to understand yeah. that. Yeah, really, you're playing the long game here. This is a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. It's not sacrificing yeah. something in the short term, hoping for quick results. It's like, I actually just want to be happier forever. So what do I need to do to slowly work in that direction rather than just expecting everything to change overnight? That is that is an interesting question that I get a fair bit, actually, is, hey, you're still doing the weightlifting? I'm like, <laughs> y- y- Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a case of like, maybe I hadn't put up something on Instagram mm. recently where they'd seen me lifting weights um, or whether they, it's their sort of mindset of like, oh, he must've done like an eight week challenge or something and he's done with it now. Or I don't know, you know, I don't know where the question's actually coming from, but I get a lot is like, oh, you still at it? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And like for me, it seems like a really, and, and I don't mean this offensively, but it seems like a dumb question because this is like, th- this is who I am now. Like it, it has become what I do and, and what I, is the thing that, you know, keeps me motivated. It's, it's not something that I'm like, yep, I'm going to hit a certain goal and then I'm out. You know, like it, this is, I, I you know, this is me going, this is what I need for life now. I think it's a massive thing. I mean, I think a lot of people miss it. <laughs> it's, because not, it's not something I ever thought I would ever say. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, especially going back to your, your early teens as well. <laughs> you know, just yeah. like, you will be back. You'll be back. It'll take you 20 <laughs> years, but you'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's. I think it, the, the lifestyle thing's a massive thing because I always see it. And, and, and especially, as I said before, like this time of year, Everyone's trying to try a diet. Everyone's getting out there and running around uh, their local area, or or signing up for the gym, getting getting sucked into those uh, those subscriptions, and um, and it's all coming from best intention. But I think um, yes. it's not about how do I make this a part of my life permanently. It's, it's a case of I need to lose ten kilos or Christmas whatever. Kilos. Yeah, that's it. And <laughs> it's just not sustainable mentally. You just no. can't do it. Or you no. or you do achieve it, and you do hit your goal. 
But because you haven't actually permanently changed anything, you just fall back into your old habits and then you just come back to the same situation you were before. And so it's just a never-ending cycle. Yeah, I mean, in the early 2000s, man, so I, back in the early 2000s, so I did my teaching degree and started teaching and I I don't know if you remember the high school, it was an all-boys boarding school, St. Brendan's Mm. uh, in Yapoon. I started teaching there and uh, the first year that I taught there, um, I ate in the, like, you could pay two bucks a day and you could eat, you know, what the boys ate. Um, you could go down to the to the refect and you could get their lunch, right? And so I ate that. And so, you know, this is the, I'm eating the same food that the dudes who play, you know, they were training for football five days a week, mm. playing a game on the weekend, all that sort of stuff. They're eating this high protein, you know, like hectic, you know, meals, but I'm doing no exercise myself, right? <laughs> and I put on so much weight in that first year. Uh, that I went, all right, I got to do something. So I canned that and I started just eating, you know, like Weight Watchers meals and shit like that, right? And so the second year, I lost all that weight and more. And I was really, I got down to like 90 kilos, the smallest I've ever been in my adult life, right? But as soon as I got there, I was like, sweet job done. And just like went back to the old habits. And man, I, that's what I'm saying. Like when I said I still thought I was that guy, I thought I was that guy mm. in a large size T-shirt. I think sometimes even a medium, like I've never been a medium in my life. <laughs> and, you know, at 2017, so, you know, 13 years later, I still thought I was that size. Yeah. And I'd been eating poorly for 13 years, just going like, it's all good. Like I'm not, not any bigger. Just so I had this it, like yeah. real, like twisted view of it. Yeah. Oh man, I I think I could talk talk to you about this stuff for ages. It's so it's it becomes addictive in a way because it's 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 this self improvement stuff and and I'm, <laughs> I'm always I just I'm always about the one percent per day better than what I was beforehand. Just just build it up over that's time it. and just keep just keep tweaking the system and seeing what can I do that's going to win the day versus the day before. So this stuff that's so sick. That's a great attitude. Man. Uh, it's it's something only in recent times that I've sort of really picked it up. But um, it's it's been a game changer and it, it's for me it takes the pressure off of going. I need to turn the world upside down immediately and and, and yes. stop everything and sacrifice everything. It's like well no. Let, let's let's start to cull down the amount of beers I have each week or yeah. each month or whatever it yeah. is and see if I can beat that goal and, and just gradually work. And it might take, you know, years to, 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 to wean off or, or reduce it down to a to a, a sustainable or a reasonable level or whatever it might be. And it might be yeah, walking yeah. and getting your 10,000 steps or maybe you start yep. with 2,000 or whatever, wherever you, your starting point is. So all these things are, are just really cool. And, and for me, I love I love to be able to sort of track it and and, and, and have a little stat sheet and I can sort of watch my progress <laughs> from that point of view rather than watching my waist or my actual physical appearance or anything like that. I can just look at the numbers and go, well, yeah. I'm, I'm showing up. I'm ticking yep, the box absolutely. and let's just keep going. Have you seen what Andrew Hogue's been doing? He's been running. No, I haven't. He, he did 52 kilometers the other day. Oh, God, that's... Oh. Dude's a machine. Oh, that's that's crazy. Oh, That's man. incredible. Maybe maybe something to work toward. Far out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a good segue. So speaking of music and, uh, you know, we, we spoke quite a bit uh, when we last caught yes. up yonks ago. 
And you're about to launch uh, the faction, and yeah. man, it's still chugging away. It's still powering on. I mean, it's yeah. doing great stuff. I mean, what obviously the last twelve months have been uh, been different, but yeah. uh, what. What's it all look like? I mean, between that and uh, you know, collision course and just everything that you've been working on. I mean, what's life look like at the moment? Man, it's it's really like I know this is going to sound like a bit of a Tony Robbins thing, but man, it's really <laughs> fucking inspiring to be honest, man. I've cool. I've uh, it you know I'm really actually starting to hit that tipping point of like wow that like I can I can make the rest of my life on this. Like if I if I set things up properly now, like this is, I'm going to be able to make this sustainable. I'm going to be able to, you know, you know, there, there is certainly an attitude of in the music industry that it's a young man's game. You got to, you know, you do your biggest and harder and heaviest and, you know, you know, amount of work in your, you know, twenties and thirties and, you know, while you're still, you know, quote unquote cool and all that <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff. And, you know, there, there is something, you know, that's in the back of your head about like, Oh man, I don't want to be that weird fifty-year-old dude that's approaching bands that are twenty, and you know all that sort of stuff. But you know the way that you know doing this all the right way, like you know you you can employ people and you know stay a managing director without ever having to be that weird fifty-year-old dude. You know, going to shows and going like ah, good set boys. You know, like ah, come and sign with me. I'll make you the star. You know, like that's. That's that's not going to be me, but you know, like the way I can see it is that you know I'll be able to set it up so that you know we can, I can set up a, a framework and a business and all that sort of stuff that can provide an income not only for you know the artists and whatever that we either sign or work with or you know or play on the faction or you know other businesses, but also for you know employees. Like I have one employee at the moment, you know I have I have you know, designs on having more, um, you know, to be able to, you know, you know, maybe one will head up PR and one will head up label services and one will head up, you know, the faction and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Like there's, you know, I, I just have long, longer term goals now and, and with a vision that this is, you know, I, I'm not, this isn't a like, oh, I'm going to tap out in 10 years. Like this is me for the rest of my life now and I'm going to, I'll have this, uh, you know, business till I retire you know that's that's my that's my goal so and like that's I'm, I'm actually starting to see the pathway to that and the and and that where you know that we are doing the right moves and the, and the right you know we're looking at the right bands and we're making the the right connections and doing the right projects you know and that's you know that's something that last year definitely you know rocked me in that like i just started to go right the faction let's let's hone in on this and make this a profitable business because collision course already was and it was propping the faction up a little bit so i was like right let's focus in on you know we're starting to get the numbers now that we can actually have the right conversations with people and blah 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 and then covid hit Mm. and i'm like ah shit (laughs) and you know it's not that it went away because you know a live streaming radio station is not not accessible by people sitting at home, um, but it just didn't feel like the right time to be going to music businesses and being like, "Hey, give us money to advertise," because you know everyone was hurting. Mm. So we did have to kick those plans a little bit further down 
the line. But what that has meant is that it's got like 12 months more worth of stats and and numbers and, and events and things that you're just like, wow, the picture that we have to paint now to people that want to partner with us is infinitely more appealing. And, you know, now there's just, there's no argument. That if I came to someone with a, a, a sales pitch of like, hey, here's the kind of event we could do with you guys and here's what you'd get in return and here's how much and what, there's just, you'd be like, yeah, no worries. Whereas before, I'd really have to convince you, you know, I'd be like, well, here's the numbers we've got and I've got these ideas to do this and that and I've implemented those ideas now and, you know, we can hit go on them straight away rather than like, we can work on that and get back to you, you know, (laughs) like it's, there's, you know, last year afforded me a, a moment to retool and so I did and while the whole thing was running, like you know like it's a rare opportunity you get to do that yeah so it was a like to be able to hit this year with the confidence that we have and you know collision courses you know it it takes care of itself it's got you know not that i'm resting on my laurels on it but you know it's a profitable business and you know and our name is synonymous with good work out there and great artists and so that uh you know to an extent, the sales process there is is much easier because we've got, you know, seven years worth of history and great work to be able to go, here's what we can do. That's no worries. So I make sure that stays humming while I've, you know, I've really hit the gas with the faction and all of a sudden it's like, okay, that's just opened up our whole world, you know, in order to be able, you know, to do, you know, brings in cash that allows us the, the the freedom to go and do bigger and other projects that you know nourish the soul as well you know so it's yeah it's i've come into this year with a like a really really like positive attitude man i love it i love it i'm i'm like mm. i'm getting drunk on your energy i'm just like <laughs> yeah this is good I, I don't know exactly how to word this so uh, take it with a grain of salt, but sure. I, I've always seen you as a, as a, as a workhorse. Like you, 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 you create stuff from nothing. You, yeah. you, you, you hustling all the time. You're just constantly working and just getting stuff, getting stuff done. But that, that example that you were just talking about where going into the beginning of last year, where you're sort of getting ready to reach out to, you know, to, to advertisers and, and sort of going through the sales process, but then obviously mm. COVID hit and then you had to re sort of, uh, recalculate your approach and, and push it back a little bit. Did, yeah. did it sort of send a message into the back of your mind with that old saying where like, if you build it, they will come sort of mentality where I think like for me, I've, I've certainly had this uh, with my own podcast and, and I've um, denied about, you know, going down that path and sort of trying to do uh, you know, collabs and things like that. Uh, yep. But sometimes I think I've shot, I've shot too early and I've sort of, it's sort of like what you're saying before, like you, you're showing the numbers, you're showing the scenario and you're trying to massage it in a way that hopefully you can convince them to to jump over and, and work with you. Whereas yeah. maybe putting more time into what you've, what you're already doing to build it up more, to put that hard yard, put that work in, um, 
puts you in such a better position. And um, I think, I mean, just from my, my own perspective, that's something I've learnt, you know, uh, sort of the last couple of years where I've gone, you know what, like maybe I could get lucky and maybe I could find some really good people to work with and, that, and that'd be fantastic. But deep down, maybe I'm not quite there yet. And maybe, maybe I need to, maybe this is the long game and maybe I need to continue to build it to a, a particular degree um, and put in more time so I can further validate it before I uh, take that next step. Uh, did Was any of that stuff sort of reinforced when you sort of had this opportunity now to sort of get back into the guts of it and keep building these things that you're planning to do? Yeah. I mean, I, I will say I'm very, very lucky in that I, I have a business partner to bounce ideas off all of the time. Mm. Um, in, in His name's Stephen Green. And so... Stephen's been around for 20 years in the industry and more often than not, um, we come at things from a different angle, but, you know, we have the same goal in mind, but we come at it from different angles. Mm. And so a lot of the time I can, you know, it's, it's really nice to be able to bounce an idea off him and be like, no, but how about this? And, you know, some more often than not, we'll, will fall somewhere in the middle of those two ideas. Mm. And so, you know, where, you know, sometimes I, you know, with, with something like COVID when that hit, you know, for sometimes that, that would have, that would have made me drop my bundle, but, you know, he just went, no, 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 dude, this is an opportunity. We retool, we look at the way, you know, look at the rotations on the station. We make sure we're playing the best stuff. We, you know, we decide on, you know, what what things it needs. We redeveloped the app a little bit. Um, you know, we had those hard conversations about, you know, okay, well, what about your workload? Do you need to step back a little bit and let someone else do, you know, the radio side of things and, you know, get a voice in there? So, you know, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Triple M, uh, Southern Cross Osterio, they let go a bunch of people, uh, you know, towards the end of last year. Um, there was a guy here in Brisbane called David Nash. Uh, he was a young, upcoming presenter. He was doing, you know, you know, he was doing a segment on Hard and Heavy uh, and he was doing, you know, weekends on, you know, Hit 105 and, you know, stuff like that. He's got a great uh, voice for radio and a massive passion for heavy music. And, you know, uh, and this is another gym connection. Um, so there's a, another muso that, that works out of the gym uh, with me called Branko Kozik. Uh, he's a drummer and a producer um, around um, Brisbane. He plays in bands like Tape Off and uh, runs his own record label uh, called Zang Records. And he had just taken a job at, uh, at Triple M as like a um, – like a, IT and tech uh, and behind the scenes guy. And he went, Oh, look, man, this great guy, Nash, he got let go. You don't happen to, you, you don't happen to be looking for like someone to do, you know, a show or voice stuff on the station, would you? And I was like, dude, I had that conversation today. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I, I had lunch with him. I had a chat, you know, and, you know, he showed me some of the, you know, the shows that he did for Hard and Heavy. We talked about, you know, where want to go with it. You know, he's the kind of, you know, he got let go from there. But, you know, he was, he was a, you know, he was a junior presenter over there. I was like, you know, there's, there's, there's benefit on both sides of the coin here. You know, we, we get someone 
who is, you know, talented and wants it and has a, you know, has a hunger for it, you know, he gets to be the entire voice and face for the station um, rather than, you know, has a two-hour shift on a Sunday afternoon, you know, once a week. You know, so, that, you know, it, there's, there's these perception things of, like, he gets to step up, we get, you know, our station gets to step up because we now have a voice rather than, you know, like there are there are very purposeful rotations on the station, but essentially, it, you know, it's song, stinger, song, stinger, song, you know, like it, mm. whereas now we have shows and we have, you know, there's, there's a, there's a voice and a life to the station more than just that feels a bit like a shuffled iPod, you know? I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, and as, uh, as you guys identified, like this, this past several months has been an opportunity to sort of dig into all this and, and create it and build it while, mm. while waiting for, for the time to strike. Yeah. And, and towards the end of last year, it just felt right, man. And, you know, we are just starting to, we are really starting to come in, in, into our own, like, and, you know, don't get me wrong, man, like. I spent all of last year like speaking to a psychologist once a week as well, you know, like I had a lot of things going on, you know, I had, you know, uh, like I said before, you know, I left my wife. So there was that issue. And then there was, you know, I, I, you know, by the end of the year, I was talking about business stuff with her. It was like, (laughs) you know, and, and not only that, I, I lent on my good friend, Tim, uh, Tom Larkin, um, from she had, I rang him up and I, I said sort of mid last year, I'm like, look, dude, you know, I know this is a big ask, but how would you feel about being a bit of a mentor for me and having a, a weekly phone call, um, where I lay out the things that I feel like I'm lacking and, you know, and he was like, I'd be honored, let's do it. And so, you know, over the past 12 months, you know, I had a psychologist and I had a, uh, you know, <laughs> had a business mentor, I had a business partner, you know, and I lent on all of those things and tried my level best to learn everything I could last year. What was it, what was it about him in particular that gave you that light bulb moment to reach out to him and, and, and put that proposal or, or ask, ask him to, to commit to something like that? I mean, what I, I don't, I mean, I obviously know the band, I don't know the guys at all. Um, what was, what were his qualities, or what were the things that you sort of admired that sort of gravitated you towards reaching out to him like this? Well, first of all, he he just he fucking inspires me. He's a like, he's a he's a dude that it, I mean, he's probably got ten years on me. I don't know how old he is, but you know, he's been he's done that multitasking over the years of, you know, he's been in the band. He's managed the band at various points. He's uh, managed other bands. He owns a studio and runs a studio in Melbourne. Uh, he uh, uh, produces records for bands as well. Um, he's a very, very loving husband and 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 father, and is a drummer himself. So, like, there's all of these, you know. We, we share, and the other thing was uh, a bunch of years ago, we went through, um, there was a, you know, I don't know if you might not have heard it, this is Australian Music Industry Network, so AMIN, they used to run a thing 
uh, whereby they would they would take uh, an in, I think it was fifteen managers from around the country. You had to apply, and they chose fifteen, and they would take you down to Terrigal in New South Wales. Yeah, and it was a four day intensive uh, where they basically you had to open the books and be entirely honest about your entire business and show everything that you did and they would break your business down and then help build it up bigger and stronger, right? Wow. And so Tom and I went through that together. Okay. There you and go. so, yeah, there was a little bit of like we've been in the trenches together before um, and obviously like Tom was like kind of the star of that particular intake because, you know, by that point, I think I, think I went in 2014 and, you know, so he'd been in Shehad since 95, I think, or 94. Like they, you know, they, they had seen, you know, they'd seen the heights and highs and lows of, mm. of being a band and whatever for 20 years by that point. Um, you know, so he, you know, he's, he's de- done and seen it all. But then, you know, he was, he was there at the same level as all of us opening the books and going, I, I'm doing okay, but I can do better. Help me. You know, and so, and, and you know, he's a guy that you know I've stayed friends with since then, and this is a you know like this is a dude who's toured internationally. He's played with Metallica, AC/DC, Black Sabbath. You know, like the who's who of of heavy world. You know, if if, if the bands played if the bands played in New Zealand, she had supported them. You know, mm. or they've supported she had. So. You know, he he didn't have to be my friend, <laughs> but he always has made me feel like, you know, I'm, you know, equal to him and, and, and that he would do anything for me, which is, you know, so that's why I felt like I was comfortable enough to ask him. And, and I was also completely okay when he took the role booking Big Sound last year, which was a really unusual year for big sound because it was all online mm. i was really understanding when he said i have to stop these meetings because i've taken this other role yep no worries you know it's it i it's i i love i love the fact that you i think you you obviously have a uh, i'm using this word way too much just recently i'm just thinking about all the podcasts i've been doing over the past <laughs> however many months but the word vulnerable i keep using all the time i think that's just my uh yeah. My own uh, word that keeps bouncing back in my face, but um, it, it appears that you have a degree of that where you're you're willing to put yourself on the line and reach out to people and and get help and and yeah. seek advice and and bounce ideas and not be afraid to sort of say, hey, I don't know, or maybe I'm not doing things as as great as I could be, and and being open minded to to receive something back that you might not always want to hear either, no doubt, but yeah. Um, I mean that's that's something that um, that I've certainly struggled with. Sometimes I just uh, keep doing what I'm doing, and I just I, I rely on myself to try and find the answers. And I think um, some of that secret source is probably uh, you know just not not sort of reaching out to more people and sort of seeking yep. that advice and having those conversations. And that has been the, the the turning point for me in so many moments in my life. Like I I started Collision Course in my, you know, spare office in my spare bedroom in 2013 and two years in, um, I, it was feeling a bit like it had plateaued pretty hard and 
it was just that moment of reaching out to Stephen, um, and 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 not even with the with the um, the view to like, oh hey Stephen, why don't we do a business partnership? I literally, it was an email that was something to the to the effect of, hey man, does this ever happen to you? You know, I had something happen in PR world that day. I can't even remember what it was. I was like, you know, do you ever have this happen? Like. God, that's really, it's really ruined my day. And he just emailed with like, yeah, that happens all the time, man. Why don't you come and have a coffee with me tomorrow morning and we'll talk it out. And I was like, okay. Not knowing, so, you know, he's since told me that he and uh, his partner, uh, his business partner, uh, Sebastian Chase, who runs MGM, they had already been talking about doing, you know, genre-based PR sort of siloed businesses underneath their umbrella Mm. and I was the number one guy they wanted to talk to anyway because they saw that heavy music was sorely lacking in people that were passionate about it and, you know, and already in the space. So by the time I had the chat with him, he already had the designs to do a business together and so it just took me emailing and I don't even know why it was Stephen. I know a bunch of publicists that I could have said that to. But just on that day, I went, oh, Stephen will get this. And all I expected was, you know, an email back kind of like, yeah, man, sucks. Hey, dude, better <laughs> luck next time. You know, that's all I expected. And then it's take, you know, that's taken this like total, you know, other, you know, branch in my life now that's that, like I said, is now that's I could see how this is going to set me up for the rest of my life, you know. Oh man, I've been taking notes here. I'm I'm like <laughs> I'll, I've got things to think about. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off this call and just sit here and just stare at the wall for a bit and just uh, meditate <laughs> on some of this stuff. <laughs> it's it's good, man. I mean, I just I think uh, I I mean maybe maybe it's just a case that a lot of us don't talk about it enough, and I think I think everyone's sort of on their own mission and their own they're they're all trying to hustle and trying to find their own little place to, to carve out and, and, and create some form of success of whatever that, that is for that person. But, um, I, and maybe it's just, maybe it's just the people that, that, uh, that I circulate in, but it just appears that the conversations just aren't as frequent or as often. And I just think, um, the more that people just talk about even just what you've been explaining, I'm just like, it's so refreshing just to hear somebody talk the way that you're talking and just, uh, and obviously, you know, ups and downs for sure over the yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not smooth sailing whatsoever, but to be where you are now and have that, that air of optimism and, and excitement for, for what's to come and to also say, I can actually see where, where things will go or where I want them yeah. to go. And I've got a clearer path. I mean, yep. That's what you want. I mean, it's yeah, not about it's not about the destination. It's about it's about the journey and being able yeah. to sort of run after something, and that's that's exciting. Yeah, no, I've, I've I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. That's what that's what drives me every day, dude. I, I just love trying new things, and and you know, I was just I don't know, man. Like even when I was younger, like I just loved having a project to work on, even if it was like unpaid or you know, I used to run a I used to run an online forum in Rockhampton, you know, and I used to run websites and I just, I used to love just having a side project. You know, this is all before social media. I used to, you know, I used to just love doing something for the passion of it. And I was like, why can't that be my life? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Well, um, 
Yeah, fuck, I could keep talking to you for hours, uh, just bouncing back and forth on all this sort of stuff. But um, so what, uh, obviously the faction, um, what, where are the places that uh, people should go and check out? And I guess what what's the, uh, are there any grand plans for this year that you can share or any sort of thoughts or anything that people can sort of pay attention to uh, going into the guts of this year? Well, we will be doing the Hardest 100 again, the countdown that we cool. do every year. So that'll be late March, but I won't reveal the date just yet. Um, so stick, uh, keep your eyes out for that. We always announce uh, everything after the the uh, Triple J Hottest 100 is done. We yeah. don't we don't like to uh, cross paths with them. That's that's their thing. Um, so yeah, we always announce after that. But uh, that we'll be doing that again. And look, you know, all going well. And you know, you know, festivals and tours and everything are back on. You know, internationals and all of that sort of stuff. You know. Oh, man, I'd love to reveal it, but there's like just tons of really exciting things that uh, I've been chatting with some tour promoters and and all of that sort of stuff about what they're looking at bringing into the country. So, fingers crossed that that can happen because if it can, my goodness, it's going to be a game changer. I um I have a funny feeling that once the gates open back up, whenever that's going to be, um, it's it's it, we're going to go through a golden era, I think. Um, yep, and. Uh, I think, uh, as you said before, just sort of spending time to sort of see this downtime as an opportunity. I think there's been a lot of people working behind the scenes, uh, reviewing and and mm-hmm. recalibrating and sort of looking at new ways to sort of approach things. And I think um, it's going to be very exciting to see to see Absolutely. what happens. It's, it's going to be good for music fans, I think. Definitely. Okay, so go and sign up to The Faction. Go and uh, get amongst it. It's thefaction.live, a uh, online app and radio station, podcast. There's a whole range of different things on there. It's an amazing platform. It's a few years in, going strong, and as you just heard in this chat, uh, many, many amazing things to come for uh, The Faction. Uh, Go and reach out to Tim on the socials, Tim Price, uh, Price War Music on Instagram, uh, Collision Course PR on the socials, The Faction Live on the socials. I will have everything, of course, in the show notes over at andysocial.net and andydowling.net. Shut up, Andy. Stop rattling off URLs on a podcast that's probably going to get listened to in 10 years' time and the links won't even work anymore. Who knows? Just go over to andysocial.net and andydowling.net. I promise that those links still exist in 10 years' time. If they don't and you listen to this in the future, and uh, howdy, by the way, uh, to my mates in the future, uh, find me, track me down, and uh, abuse me that uh, these URLs no no longer exist. But go into the show notes, and uh, the show notes uh, on your podcast player, there should be a bunch of clickable links. So click through, say hi to Tim, and I always say this in the outros of these podcast episodes, Please go back, dig into the archives, dig into the back catalogue of the Antisocial Podcast, find episodes that you love, that you've listened to previously or haven't had a chance to listen to yet. Go and wrap your ears around them and please go and reach out to these guests. Reach out to people that were on the podcast three, four, five years ago and say, hey, I just listened to you on episode, I don't know, six or 17 or 37 or 21 of the podcast and I uh, really loved it. And I reckon these people will be absolutely stoked and blown away that people are still listening to these podcasts. And don't worry, there's a lot of you that are doing it. I know it. I know people that are listening to me talk right now that are gradually chipping their way from episode one right up to now, episode 268, which is just incredible. If these episodes were only an hour each, they would be 268 hours. And I tell you what, Unfortunately, maybe, or depending on how you look at it, there's definitely uh, many episodes that are far more than an hour. So 
enjoy. But definitely dig into the back catalogue. There's ama- a lot of amazing people, amazing stories, amazing insights, and just um, at least for me personally, a lot of people that have given me a lot of reassurance in my own life to know that I'm not alone with uh, adversity and challenges and achievements and just things that we love and hate and all these sort of things because you know we're we're all human. And we all share similar feelings and things like that. So I don't know how, how else I can really describe it, but there you go. So go back and have a listen and reach out to these guests. I'm sure they'd be stoked, especially Tim. Let him know what you thought of this episode. Now, before we kick, kick out, I was going to say kick off or kick out of this episode or kick 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 on into the next episode, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. Thank you so much to everybody who's been signing up and supporting the podcast. It's been amazing. Uh, and I, I, I always crap on about this. It is the reason why Andy Social is still pumping in 2021. Uh, podcasting has its ups and downs. Uh, sometimes it feels like you're just talking at yourself, like I'm just staring at the wall at the moment while I'm telling you know this amazing story. And uh, you know you just have to dig deep sometimes and just keep hustling and keep getting out there and finding people to talk to. Not that that's tough because there's always a long list of people I need to talk to. But you know, getting the podcast out there, getting more people to listen to it, and uh, just making sure I, I try to do the best that I can. So it's it's a rewarding and fun journey. But like anything, it has its ups and downs. And the Patreon community are there backing me, supporting me, investing in this podcast and the longevity of the podcast. And it's also the reason why. This podcast is now two episodes a week as well. So as you would know, this is the second episode this week uh, that's come out. And uh, earlier this week was Nikki Brooman of Pagan as well. So go back and have a listen to to that episode as well if you haven't already. So uh, thank you so much to everyone on Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. A massive thank you to all of those people. Now, uh, next week's episode. Good question, Andy. Uh, Now, I think I mentioned uh, in last week's episode uh, I'm in a little bit of a musician kick at the moment. I've I've uh, really found a bit of a groove. I've been digging into my list of musos and uh, really just been enjoying reconnecting with people and talking shop and just having a great time. So there's going to be a few more of them coming, uh, but don't worry, I'll be scru- uh, scribbling. I'll be sprinkling, that might be a better word, sprinkling in some uh, comedians and uh, uh, people from different industries, different types of jobs, different backgrounds, things that you've come to expect of Andy Social. So I'll have all that stuff that you have come to expect on the podcast over the coming weeks and months. But next week's episode is, uh, let's see if I can give a couple of hints, because I do know who it is. Uh, now, a Sydney musician, a Sydney band, uh, a band that's been around for uh, just over, well, probably be 11 years this year, so just over a decade. And... Um, if that's right, I could be wrong, or maybe I'm getting bands mixed up. I'm pretty sure at least a decade they've been around, uh, well-established, won a few accolades uh, in the mainstream, um, and uh, they're not really overly keen on uh, adding vocals to their songs. I don't know if that narrows it down. I don't know. I'll leave it at that. But uh, a great chat. This person came over to my place uh, a few weeks back, and it was absolutely amazing to sit down and talk to this person who I haven't seen in a hell of a long time. So stay tuned for that. Now, before we wrap it up, of course, uh, liking, subscribing, following, whatever the buttons are on your podcast player, please click all of them, just tap them, just smash the screen. Um, all that stuff helps get the podcast out to more and more people. The social media love, the likes, the hearts, the retweets, the comments, the tags, all that stuff is just amazing. It just it helps the reach. It helps this podcast connect with more people. It helps the guests reach more people. Um, I want to give back to the people that have been on the podcast. And I want to give back to you guys as well, um, where we get more and more people supporting the podcast, get 
just amazing guests to, to jump on. And uh, yeah, that's probably about it. So enough crapping on for me. Until next week, folks, take care and uh, ta-ta. Larry. Larry, please.